told that women should not expose themselves in front of men. Their beauty should only be seen by uh, their husbands. Otherwise, Allah will punish them. They interpreted Islam to me in such a way that I could, I, I should, con, I should un, uh, think in a, in that way. That is how they were uh, interpreting. This, this should be the final decision. This is the ultimate truth. Islam is the ultimate truth, and Allah is the only one God to be worshipped. And I should follow strictly what Muhammad done in his lifetime, and what. Uh, what the Muslim woman should do in, in her lifetime that I should do. Namaste, I'm Deepti. Religious conversions are not new to India. People have converted from Sanatan Dharma to other faiths for a multitude of reasons. Maybe monetary, sometimes due to lack of answers in their own faith, uh, and sometimes due to coercion. In today's interview, we'll talk to three lovely women who have traveled the full circle uh, to uh, understand their journey through other faiths and back to Sanatan Dharma. They're all a part of Arsha Vidya Samajam, an organization based in Tirunandapuram with the very important mission of educating people about Sanatan Dharma. Our first guest is Shruti. She is the first woman pracharika at Arsha Vidya Samajam, dedicating her life to the mission of taking Sanatan Dharma to the world. Uh, she returned to Sanatan Dharma eight years ago through this organization after converting into and practicing Islam for five years. She has also authored a book in Malayalam detailing her experience. Our second guest is Anagha Jayagopal. She is a physiotherapist by profession and leads the creative team at Arshavidya Samajam. Coming from a very conservative Hindu family, Anagha converted to Islam owing to a void that is common in Hindu Dharma and the way it is practiced today. Having practiced Islam for six years, she came back to Sanatan Dharma through Arshavidya Samajam. Our uh, third guest today is Vishali Shetty. She uh, was once an agnostic and uh, she turned into uh, an Islamic sympathizer and she returned to Sanatan Dharma through Arshavidya Samajam. Having been convinced of the magnitude of the mission that the Samajam has undertaken, she chose to be a Sanatan Dharma Pracharika with ABS. With her prior experience in IT, she drives the technical and marketing activities at ABS. Shruti, Anagha, and Vishali, very, very warm welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Deepi. So, Shruti and Anagha, uh, maybe we'll start with you. How did your conversion out of Sanatan Dharma happen? First of all, uh, I would like to thank Infinity uh, to giving such an opportunity to speak in front of the large audience, uh, to speak about my experience, to speak about mother, my mother organization. Thank you again. And uh, uh, the question was, uh, question is uh, how how the experience happened in my life and uh, uh, how I could come back. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I was born in a Brahmin family, Havyak Brahmin family in Kastrabur district of uh, Kerala. Uh, since childhood, uh, as I, I born in a Brahmin family, I underwent different different rituals. Lots of rituals I uh, uh, I had to, I could see, but I could attend. But I was uh, uh, unaware about uh, its uh, scientific reasons, scientific uh, things behind the rituals, ceremonies, everything. Uh, 
since childhood itself i had a uh, a questioning mind in me and i used to ask elder people uh, what is the uh, Uh, science behind it what is story behind all these rituals all these ceremonies which we are conducting here in our home or in temples or in any other relatives homes and all but uh, unfortunately as uh, brahmin caste is uh, uh, full of restrictions uh, towards uh, women why i don't know uh, uh, why people are uh, restricting such uh, things from uh, women uh, i had to uh, experience such restrictions my father was saying uh, no no uh, women are not uh, uh, have the right to a question like this uh, whatever things is uh, practicing from our ancestors whatever our ancestors are were doing that we we are doing also and uh, we are not supposed to question that what uh, we have to follow that only that was uh, i was getting answer that time and uh, later on when my parents or i i won't i won't blame blame my parents because they don't know uh, what the thing is uh because their elders didn't teach them so they uh, they are, they also in same situation what i am experiencing so i i have no right to blame them so this was happening so my parents and the elders were uh, are in the opinion that uh, ladies or women are not supposed to question or women are not supposed to learn vedas or uh, they are not supposed to pronounce uh, veda mantras like that so uh, later on i got a fear in my mind to ask questions because these restrictions uh, these objections everything and scolding also i was getting so i stopped asking the questions kept in my mind unanswered and uh, later uh, due, when i was watching uh, om namah shivaya and uh, uh like television serials were done no i i was knowing about something about hinduism just only through this uh, television serials only the concept of god or anything like that i was knowing just because of this television serials so uh, do, uh, when i was watching those serials i was i used to ask uh, why uh, uh, parvati devi and all other goddesses are called as mother why shri parameshwara is not called as father he is called just like uh, prabhu why it is so so i got an answer from my uh, uh, elders that in hinduism uh, we can call any woman mother but we can't call any uh, uh male or any gentleman as father we can call only a one person as father uh that is what i that is the conservative thought i got uh, i got as answer so i couldn't continue the questioning and all those those questions kept in my mind and time went uh i um, i stopped asking everything these questions were in my mind and i was experiencing casteism somewhere in my family and I, my my father was a little bit uh, caste conscious and uh, uh, i heard i grow i grew up hearing we are brahmins and not like we are hindus i never heard such a word in anywhere i i came to know about this name hindu only when i fill up any uh, school or any uh, application forms we can fill there uh, what is your religion the question we will fill hindu then only i will use that name 
i didn't i never heard such a word in my life till i come to uh, arshavidya samajam so likewise time went during my graduation period unfortunately uh, in my uh, ba literature class ba english literature class there was full of muslim uh, classmates i had that, that muslim girlfriends okay so from them i got uh, this islamic influence and uh, they taught me what is islam by the very first i hadn't any uh, notion about the conversion and all but uh, they used to ask my my about my religion about the concept of god in my religion they used to ask why you people are having this much of gods and why you are worshiping a monkey god why you are worshiping elephant head god likewise lots of questions they asked uh as i am ignorant ignorant uh, about all these things i couldn't answer properly so uh, it it generated a type of inferiority complex in me and uh, uh, anyhow i tried to ignore ignore their questions ignore their them but uh, i could ignore only people the questions which uh, all they asked uh, were in my mind so the questions i had since childhood again came to my mind and it it began to haunt me uh, gradually i i i i could uh, i was thinking that i i am not getting any answer for all these questions i am not able to answer for all these questions so my, um, there is no system in my good system in my mother religion there is no facility to know all these things so uh, this is our uh, simply based likewise i was thinking they made me think like that by interpreting different interpret interpreting in a wrong way about hinduism and they began to teach their religion they began to give me pamphlets books series of speeches of uh, this uh, religion regarding all islamic religion topics like that time went the studies went on and i was thinking that islam is the uh ultimate truth and my quest my quest to know about the truth is going to fulfill by uh, learning about islam likewise i was feeling that time because already they uh, understood me, my concepts my view points regarding that i i hadn't uh, i i was not a person uh, believing in uh, lots of uh, so many gods i was believing in a single god Uh, i never uh, i never felt that it, it's uh, that single god's name is allah or any other name but i i was uh, uh, in such a view that there is only one god and uh, other uh, uh, my uh, my view point on women was very high that uh, women are not supposed to suppress women are not supposed to downtrodden they they should uh, they should get equal status uh, in society with men they they should get equal status uh, the atrocities everything is happening towards women i i was against to those all things so uh, they interpreted islam to me in such a way that i could i i should can i should un, uh, think in a, in that way that is how they were uh, inter- interpreting that was similar to uh, similar to my viewpoints that is how they interpreted so 
finally i thought this is uh, the final uh, this should be the final decision this is the ultimate truth islam is the ultimate truth and allah is the only one god to be worshiped and i should follow strictly what muhammad done in his lifetime and what uh, what the muslim women should do in in her lifetime that i should do and i should be the very uh, perfect believer uh, very perfect uh, follower of islam uh, likewise i was thinking my brain went like that my, i i my thoughts uh, changed to in that way so i began to do namaz i began to practice uh, um, roza uh, i began to do roza likewise it went on later i came to know from my friends and colleagues i i was teacher also uh, after post post graduation i uh, i was teaching in uh, for, uh, in two three muslim management schools from the students and colleagues helped me to learn about islam and my from my colleagues and uh, some from uh, some students and from my fr- uh, a few muslim friends and from some texts i came to know that uh, if my namaz and rosa uh, should be ac- accepted uh, i should accept islam legally so i decided to uh, go out from my home and i done the same i went out from my home uh, lying in my home with my parents uh, and i joined in konani maunatul islam sabha 8 years back and uh, it, it it is in malappuram district it is also called as mini mecca and uh, i went underwent a two months course there islamic course from there also i was getting i was uh, getting teachings uh, which is against our country they were teaching me like uh, not only to me but the all students who were undergoing the, that islamic course they were teaching like uh, this is not our country this is the country of hindu people uh, here hindu hindus only residing our country is uh, uh, saudi arabia were were uh, uh, muhammad prophet muhammad born and brought up we uh, we are supposed to live there then only we can live perfect as perfect uh, muslim uh, woman likewise they were teaching so uh, i was during that time Uh, i was thinking that i have to go out from india i have to go saudi arabia like play, uh, countries uh, and i have to preach islam till my last breath i have to convert my parents my entire family likewise my mission was that time i decided to live like that so to for islam i i i was ready to do anything if i have to kill a person for islam if i have to kill a person if he is against islam i am re- i was ready that was that much my brain was uh, um, that much uh, brainwashing was happened towards me and during that time my parents uh, put a missing complaint in my native place and with the help of uh, police and some native people uh, they could uh, identify me that i uh, i am learning islam there in ponani so with the help of police that uh, brought me back from there and 
in front of uh, in court also in front of magistrate i told i have to go back to ponani i have to uh, live like a woman i have to learn islam more and uh, all my parents should come likewise i was saying but my parents situation was very pathetic uh, if uh, i didn't say that for just for two days i will go with my parents my parents would have died that moment itself there was a bottle in my father's hand during i was speaking with the magistrate that bottle was poison bottle so if i if i said something against that uh, that i i now itself i have to go to ponani again my father would have drunk that poison and i would have lost my parents that moment itself so maybe because of the uh, the good deeds done in my uh, earlier birth i could say that for just for two days i will go with my parents that two days changed my life they took me to uh, uh, an astrologist from uh, from him they got an advice that make her vomit and some drinks they gave me some medicinal drinks i drank i vomited but uh, the the ideologies which is uh, uh, what influenced my mind kept on there itself something by what i ate at the morning time that went out that much only uh, they thought that some black magic happened on me uh, to the viewers and to the all i i would like to say what is learned is learned will be kept there itself in my, in our brain vomiting will not uh, be a solution for that and please don't take someone to any astrologist or any uh, such a, um, ayurvedic treatment like that if someone is uh, caught under custody of any uh, islamic preachers like that okay uh, and after that my parents with the help of some hindu organizations brought me to uh, ashravidya samajam uh while i was coming uh, to arshavidya samajam some people uh, who who are bringing me to here were uh, very um, in a very uh, lots lots of things they were speaking they were saying that arshavidya samajam is an institution there all people are changing and um, uh, there is an uh, there is an acharya there is a di- its a director acharya manoj is like that he is a great personality he could bring back lot of people uh, he could change lots of people's life and uh, he have such power and likewise uh, they were uh, interpreting him they were explaining about him describing about him then i decided i i should meet him who is that person i should meet him and uh, i would like um, i would be great if i could change uh, the uh, that person himself to isla that is what i felt that time so i was waiting to meet acharya manoj ji uh, to convert him to isla uh, at that time unfortunately but now i feel fortunately uh i met him and uh, i told him don't call me i very arrogantly i behaved towards uh, uh, manoj ji and um, our guruji i told don't call me uh, as shruti 
call me like uh, rahmat it is my name and i accepted islam and i i would like to speak with you only based on quran only i don't want to listen to your vedas gitas and all the all the all these things are not my religious textbook I, it, all these things are haram to me i don't want to listen about that i would like to speak about uh, quran only that is what i said that time with very not like this but very arrogantly very patiently very calmly he uh, smilingly he told okay uh, if you would like to call you like uh, if if you would like uh, call you like rahmat i'm ready to call you call rahmat no problem uh, name doesn't matter uh, please with the patience you listen and you speak and as a human being you think not like a uh, blind believer of islam or blind follower of islam not like a blind criticizer of islam not like in that state you just as a human being listen and speak show the patience to listen and show the patience to speak likewise he advised me that time again uh, ishwara's uh, hands began to work behind, from behind me i think and i could listen to him and he never advised me never taught me anything he just made me read quran again as a human being that was that much he done that time he told me uh, each verses from quran he showed and told me just read it just read it as a human being and use your intellect and use your reasoning power and compare with uh, the concept of god as a human being you may you may be having a concept of uh, god and compare it with that that moment i was feeling that the i was i was having a concept earlier my friends and colleagues everyone were interpreting uh, all concept regarding islam ideology ideologies regarding islam everything similar to my concept but what is written in the religious text like quran is entirely different women i have i was having a respect to respect towards women and the women is uh pictured in a different way in a in a, in a uh, what i what is what i say in a downtrodden way uh, it uh, women are pictured in quran chapter 2 223 uh, if i uh, my memory is correct to chapter 2 223 is uh, there women are compared to uh, agriculture land how pathetic it is i was feeling and my my ego was not uh, agreeing to um, not allowing me to agree what acharya ji is saying i tried to argue with him but uh, he again showed patience okay leave about that verse let, let us see about the what is further written in that so one by one verses he made me read and uh, i could realize what wrong i did during my islamic belief and all was i i got influenced to islam i done a lot of uh, bad deeds towards hinduism i used to spit uh, in temple courtyard uh, when my parents told compelled me to go to temple i went to temple without any uh, without any uh, what i uh, say 
any belief or any uh, any type any affection towards temple or any any affection towards uh, hinduism i stood in front of uh, shivalinga uh, thinking that it is not a idol it is a, just a stone or it is symbol to uh, ma- male genital uh, part likewise i was thinking they interpreted like that no so i was thinking that like that i scolded once my mother i beaten my mother once just because she is kafir and i don't want to eat food from kafir's hand she compelled me to eat that too she prepared very uh, with love and care what is i like what is my favorite food that she prepared and with love and care she gave me i i opposed it and i beaten her also and when she compelled me to pray i argued with her i screamed with her i shouted with her lots of things happened during that time when islamic beliefs was uh, undergoing that that time during that time later when i realized all these things i did just for this fake uh, inhuman religion it was very uh, pathetic my situation that time uh, if i say the uh, only because of my our guruji come back to life just for a moment i thought to suicide also if i went to my home into na- my native place that time uh, i would have done suicide at least or else i would have already i i am a sinful person now so why should i live with a good people or in a good religion i should live a sinful life ahead that that much my mind uh, disturbed and mentally i was that much uh, in in a, in a such such a situation so that moment uh, our guruji and other teachers in ashavidya samajam uh, and ashavidya samajam and its courses here everything helped me to come back to uh, sanatana dharma and uh, the hard work uh, our guruji and all other teachers are doing made me uh, to think why should i uh, put my steps uh, backward i should move front, uh, move ahead i uh, why should i ch- in my decision of preaching truth to the people i realized what is truth this is the ultimate truth that is sanatana dharma the everlasting uh, dharma which is given by lord shri parameshwara and uh, through rishi paramparas why should i uh, think that as uh, usually all people think i got rescued and i should live with, with my parents why should i think like that i should come forward because there are lots of women lots of people are uh, day by day uh, converting to such reli- such fake religions why should i allow them they are all my parents all my sisters and brothers they are all my family members why should i learn vasudeva kutumbakam if i am not ready to practice that why should i learn why should i uh, why did i learn loka samasta sukhino bhavantu if i am not ready to practice that so i should practice i should come forward i should be with our guruji and he have a mission to spread sanatana dharma to the entire world and the uh, lord shri parameshwara's um, words are there no uh, that is krinvanto vishwamaryam 
make the entire universe noble through filling noble persons how can this possible only through understood realized people uh, come for uh, in front to only if if we uh, such people coming in front then only people can understand lots of uh, women ancestors are there we, not only women our ancestors are there who are under clutches of this uh, um, black religions i would like to call as a black evil uh, we have to save them for that we have to preach what is the real sanatana dharma ideologies as swami vivekananda told years back there should be a time when uh, sanatana the ideologies rules and uh, philosophies everything related to sanatana dharma should reach to the each and every hindus either it be rich people either it be a poor people that doesn't matter but each and every hindu uh, each and every hindu human beings heart should be filled with these ideologies related to sanatana dharma philosophies related to sanatana dharma then only we can say that we are hindus so that should be filled fulfilled only through this completing this mission of our acharya ji so that moment i requested him please accept me as your disciple and i would like to be with you as other disciples with you and i should be, i i would i i like to be uh, a shadow of you likewise i requested him he objected a lot he told no it is not supposed uh, uh, it is not a good path to uh, a woman like a girl like you there are lots of opportunities waiting for you you are educated you you may get a good salary based job you are you have experience like a teacher you can go out you can live with your parents likewise he uh, advised a lot he suggested a lot maybe uh, Yeah. Uh, what what should I say? He was testing my about my decision. Maybe I don't know. Uh, still now, but whatever he said, he told me you you have future. You go with your parents. Uh, lots of proposals will come. You can marry. You can live like others. You go. Likewise, he advised. But uh, I was not in a such a uh, mind that. i need a marriage i i should live with my husband and children everyone thinks like that no nobody is thinking like this nobody is thinking uh, to spare their life for others so i decided that time that all advices came uh, towards me like boosting uh, my decision i told him no i don't want any marriage i don't want to live such a life i would i would like to be a shadow just like other disciples are shadows to you i would like to uh, be with you to fulfill your mission i would be i would like to be a full time uh, worker here in arshavidya samajam uh, so from then onwards i am here it is happening 80 years and i am happy and content yeah thank you so, so much shruti ji that uh, thanks so much for sharing that very personal journey uh, so it's really really commendable that uh, you've uh, so you've always been a seeker right and we can see that there was a void in our faith so you had you always had questions and because of lack of answers 
you had to and you you were at that time seeking answers and then wherever you at that point found some answers you moved to that faith so yeah. i think you are doing a very important uh, mission of you know providing those answers to seekers right now through ashavidya samajam and uh, helping people uh, understand and know about uh, our dharma in general so thank you very much for uh, sharing your story uh, so uh, we'll uh, let's move to anaga and we'll come back to you uh, anaga would you uh, we'd love to know how your journey happened out of the dharma and back into it as well Uh, thank you infinity foundation for giving us an opportunity to share our experiences uh, i am from thrissur kerala uh, i too was born into an orthodox brahmin family from the very young age itself i grew up seeing a lot of rituals that doesn't make any senses to me whenever i questioned about this my parents used to say that just because our ancestors had done this we are also following the same obviously i was not satisfied with, the, uh, with their answers i completed my school days from a convent school hence i grew up with the misconception that all religions are one after that i did my higher secondary studies in a government school there i came to know that during fridays all government schools offer muslim students an extra one hour for their juma namaz i was still wondered why this kind of a bias even from a government school i thought that there should be something special in this religion and i i had a curiosity to know more about it i also noticed that my muslim friends had a good knowledge and strong commitment to their religion so i tried to know more about islam at that time i hadn't any intention to convert islamic ideology influenced me strongly during my college days i studied physiotherapy from ernakulam i was staying there in a hostel and most of my roommates were muslims during casual and formal conversations religion also became our topic they asked me many questions for which honestly i don't have answers like why do you have so many gods why are you worshiping stones and idols why ganapati is having elephant's head is human uh, hanuman is hanuman a monkey so and so i got confused and i asked these questions to my parents and relatives but i didn't get any satisfying answers so i started to study more about hinduism from internet the videos i watched had contents like atma paramatma brahma which was beyond my grasp i couldn't see any sources in the internet which gives us a satisfying answers about hinduism slowly i came to the conclusion that there is nothing right in hinduism at the same time my friends started to share the ideology of islam they said it was the religion of peace and muhammad is the last prophet and only guide for the whole humanity they boasted about their holy book the quran that it is 1400 years old and it has lots of scientific facts which the world is realizing now no one had the power to change it that it will be protected by allah till the end of the world they also shared me the videos of shakir naik emma makbar etc to slowly convert me to islam 
They also introduced me about the heaven and hell and also the idea of covering my body and head. They told that women should not expose themselves in front of men. Their beauty should only be seen by uh, their husbands. Otherwise, Allah will punish them. So at the end of four years, I was totally brainwashed and I decided that I definitely will convert. And then the environment where I worked was also favorable for my Islamic studies and also practicing prayers and all. To some of my close patients, when I revealed the idea of converting, they seemed to be very happy and they also promised me all kinds of help. They offered me uh, financial help and even some of them even told they are ready to marry me. The fear of torments of hell increased day by day and after two years of my career life, I decided to convert. I resigned from my job and went to my home. I told my parents and sisters that I'm going to convert. I even tried to convert my little sister and my parents and sisters were shocked to see the change in my behavior and dressing. It was actually the worst six months of my life. I changed completely. I started to do namas in my home. I got irritated whenever I missed my namas. I stopped singing, dancing, watching movies, hearing songs, even I forgot to smile. I was afraid of everything, that even if I do a small mistake, Allah is going to punish me cruelly. Some of the Hindu activists came to know this and they connected my parents with Arshavidya Samajam. And thus I came to Arshavidya Samajam with my sisters. First two day, teachers of Arshavidya Samajam spoke with me. I understood the foolish theory of Islam to a certain extent, but was not completely satisfied. And on the third day, Acharya Sri Kyan Manoji, founder and director of Arshavidya Samajam, directly spoke with me with valid proof from the Quran and Hadith. On that day, I realized how dangerous is the concept of Islam and the glory of Hindu Dharma. And the day itself, I decided to dedicate my own life for Sanadana Dharma and became the full-timer of Arshavidya Samajam. Only by coming to Arshavidya Samajam and meeting Ajariji, I realized my mistake. I was amazed with the knowledge Ajariji had in, the, in each subject. Through his knowledge and observational research, Ajariji created a syllabus for the study of Sanadana Dharma, which is simple as that a small child about five years also can understand the concept. And uh, after that, I realized the greatness of this uh, mission of Arshudya Samajam to spread the Sanadana Dharma all over the world and I dedicated my life to fulfill Ajaraji's mission. Thank you so much, Anaga. Uh, so uh, how did your family uh, react when you converted? Was there any opposition? Like, how did you handle that? Actually, they were broken. And uh, my parents were at the verge of suicide. Uh, they cried in front of me that, please don't go away, that if I go, uh, they will uh, surely they will do suicide. But their words and tears uh, doesn't even change my decision. I said, this is the right path. 
this uh, this is the path that everyone should follow if you are not following this i am not responsible for your fate i was uh, adamant in my decision and nothing could change me that too uh, that was uh, actually intolerant to my parents and they were broken completely mm. so uh, how long were you in the islamic faith how long were you actually i have been uh, studying about islam for the 5 uh, years and uh, for the last 1 uh, year uh, after resigning my job i was in home and uh, that time i was completely uh, living as a muslim woman like uh, my dressing was uh, changed i was uh, wearing hijab i was doing namaz and i completely avoided hearing songs tv uh, watching movies Uh, i was uh, a dancer i completely dropped the dancing singing everything i was uh, mm-hmm. completely uh, living like a ideal islamic woman hmm so what was it uh, that actually kind of uh, triggered you to start coming back or was there an event or what was it that made you want to listen to guruji at abs Uh, actually uh, while i was uh, stepping out of my home to uh, that is to, uh, coming to arshavidya samajam before uh, coming to arshavidya samajam i told my parents that after i get out from arshavidya samajam either i will be a complete hindu I, uh, or a complete muslim i can't live in between that so uh, and i also uh, said that i'm ready to accept the truth i have no uh, problem to accept the truth whatever uh, but it should be uh, logical and it should satisfy my questions that was only condition i uh, applied before coming to arshavidya samajam so uh, when i came here uh, first of all uh, acharya ji talked me about quran and hadith uh he uh, explained about muhammad uh, prophet muhammad uh, and his deeds everything and uh, i understood the illogical things and scientific facts everything in the quran uh, i uh, accepted but uh, still i have uh, so many doubts about sanatana dharma even i asked them and i got very satisfying logical answers uh, from acharya ji and uh, slowly uh, he uh, told that why arshavidya samajam uh, is functioning and he told that uh, arshavidya samajam is uh, functioning uh, or it is uh, mainly to spread the sanatana dharma all over the world it is the mission of arshavidya samajam or acharya ji and uh, i understood that it is uh, this how much important in this world that uh, that sanatana dharma should exist and i uh, became the part of the arshavidya samajam and i want to uh, dedicate my whole life to acharya ji to fulfill his mission thank you anaga so uh, do you know of any other uh, person that was converted like is this a real issue do you think it's very uh, uh, widely spread Uh, actually uh, before coming to arshavidya samajam uh, i thought it is not uh, not much serious issue because every indian citizen have the right 
to choose the right decision, right? So I uh, I didn't think that it uh, is a serious issue. But after coming to Arshavidya Samajam, I understood that conversion is undoubtedly a serious issue. To be more precise, conversion to Semitic religion is definitely a serious issue. Uh, the separatist movements in the northeastern states of India, the condition of Pakistan, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, which were once a part of us, are proof to this. Once someone has converted, uh, the language of logic, humanity, science, etc. becomes irrelevant to them. Uh, what Muhammad made forbidden is unlawful to them. And what Muhammad made permissible is halal or lawful to them. They have no other metric. Uh, if Muhammad had done something, then they have no hesitation to follow his example. Unfortunately, Muhammad has set a very bad example. This is clearly indicated in the Quran, uh, Hadith, um, Sirah, Tariqul Islam, and other authentic texts of Islam. And the history and the current day happenings are also evidence to this. That is why uh, Swami Vivekananda had rightly said that conversion of a person into any Semitic religion is not just loss of one person, but the generation of an enemy itself. And um, we have seen so many cases of conversion that lead to extremism and terrorism. And uh, how the convert thing, uh, turns against uh, not just his family, but against the society, culture, dharma, and the nation itself and becomes intolerant. That is, uh, uh, that's a very interesting point. So I have a lot of friends that are uh, Muslims, but I, I don't find them being so against Hinduism or anything. But uh, like you mentioned, people who get converted become more radical. Do you know why that is like, have you observed that as well? Actually, uh, the thing I want to say that is if a Muslim is be uh, behaving good to you, good to other religion people, uh, then he had uh, he hadn't studied Quran perfectly. An ideal Muslim can't uh, be tolerant to other religion. Because an ideal Muslim is the one who follows everything, each and everything what Muhammad does. What uh, Muhammad does, uh, so if they are following what Muhammad does, they can't be tolerant to other religion. I'm saying that if you have friends that, that are good to you, they are not reading Quran or they are not following Quran perfectly. That's why. So uh, based on your experience, how and where does conversion happen? Uh, see, uh, Christians have uh, Sunday schools and they also have uh, systematic courses to uh, teach their religion. And also Muslims have madrasas where they are uh, properly teaching their students their, about their religion. But uh, when we came, uh, come to Hinduism, we can say that we are not having any systematic syllabus or systematic courses to uh, teach our students about uh, what Hinduism is or uh, real Sanatana Dharma is. That is the main problem uh, we are facing. Uh, from my experience, I can say that only because of the uh, unawareness of my religion, my Sanadana Dharma, 
is the only thing that led me to the study of islam or uh, to the conversion that's a great point uh, mainly because of lack of answers in our own religion we start looking outside and uh, yeah. however uh, false the answers might be on the in the other religion at least there is some answers that they provide and uh, this becomes a way for people to you know get converted as well yeah. uh, thank you so much anaga uh, it was very insightful uh, i'm very happy to introduce uh, vishali shetty uh, vishali shetty was once an agnostic who was drawn strongly towards islam uh, vishali returned to sanatan dharma through arshavidya samajam having been convinced of the magnitude of the mission that arshavidya samajam has undertaken she chose to be a sanatan dharma pracharika with abs with her prior experience in it she drives the technical and marketing activities of abs welcome vishali thank you thank you dpg so give us a little bit about your background uh, how and when uh, did you get inspired to join abs um yeah Uh, so since shruti ji and anagha ji spoke in detail about their experiences and my experiences to my experience too is on the same line so let me tell you very briefly i was born in a so called upper caste hindu family uh, with a deep rss background and like all hindu families in general i grew up without uh, any systematic education about my dharma i was a hindu because i was born into a hindu family i didn't know what it meant uh i saw customs and rituals all around me and if i asked my parents the significance of them they they too didn't have answers to it uh they said that it has been followed throughout the generations and we have to follow them i found many customs unnecessary like making huge offerings to deities and all that and uh, school days during my school days since my friends were from diverse hindu cultures and not very practicing themselves i grew up uh, to be an agnostic and by the time i had reached college i had started questioning and seeking an absolute answer surprisingly i observed that in college the muslims and christians grew more radical day by day usually we think that uh, the more educated you are the less religious or more, less uh, radical you become and you become more progressive but on the contrary uh, what i noticed that in my college uh, probably it's the case with many colleges but in my college itself uh, christians and muslims grew more radical day by day those who had who used to dress very progressively during the start of college had uh, started covering themselves in hijabs and burqas by the end of college and they started discussing religion with their classmates and friends and uh, they started being more uh, uh, more uh, disciplined about their prayers friday prayers etc uh, if we had uh, any uh, many of our muslim classmates took time off on fridays a certain time off on fridays to go to a nearby mosque and pray and they had an excuse for that so all this uh, was happening uh, in uh, during my college and since i always had a spiritual longing once uh, i completed engineering i uh, went on to work in an it company and most of my immediate uh, colleagues were muslims so uh, since i had questions in mind and through uh, in the course of my discussions with with them i uh, started to get answers from them uh, the, i mean uh, started to get answers from them which seemed to suit my questions seemed to suit what i was looking for in the way they presented it it is not right but the way they presented it seemed to suit what i was looking for like in islam they say there's only one god uh, the customs are uh, uniform wherever you go in the world the customs are universal throughout the world and all that so that seemed to uh, convince me a lot and i started uh, getting drawn towards islam uh, slowly during my uh, working days 
that's how my inclination into islam happened and i wanted to learn it in more detail and uh, i had started uh, following uh, i mean i'd started becoming a little anti hindu uh, at my home it was noticeable uh, i started avoiding praying at home avoiding uh, praying before uh, idol at home and things like that so eventually i got in touch with arsha vidya samajam and uh, uh, once i spoke to uh, acharya shri kr manoj ji he was able to give me convincing answers to all the questions that i was looking for and what seemed to be right about islam uh, were uh, what do you say were those uh, baseless arguments he was able to uh, you know uh, dissect and in and show that they are false they are not what they are uh, presented to be uh very nice yeah so all those fallacies that i believed about islam to be true were broken once i uh, came to arsha vidya samajam and i was convinced uh, that what i had believed in so far about islam was wrong and i started studying about uh, sanatan dharma and that's how i came back to sanatan dharma through arsha vidya samajam that's uh, that's uh, thank you so much for sharing that uh so let's uh, dive into some of the current affairs uh you must have heard of the recent conversion bill that's uh, been discussed in karnataka and also other parts of india do you think uh, this is necessary yeah. what do you think about it is there a need for such a bill uh the anti conversion bill uh, is necessary we don't say that it's not necessary but i think uh, uh the bill might to a small extent make the conversion forces a little vigilant but uh, it could also discourage conversions achieved through money and other allurements but what we think is the brainwashing strategies are very intense and deep and uh, most of the conversions these days are more intellectual and ideological which are achieved through brainwashing and if we don't adopt a counter stand to it what we can call as debrainwashing or anti indoctrination the bill will not do much good not just that if this bill is passed then all steps taken to bring back our brothers and sisters who have converted from hindu dharma into other religions also could be seen in a bad light right we can't bring back people who have converted from hindu dharma into islam or christianity uh, so we are not sure what provisions the bill has for that though and the vested interest could easily claim that reconversion into sanatan dharma is illegal so in such a situation we won't be able to rescue our people who got trapped due to religious conversion so we are a little uncertain as to how effectively this bill can help in fighting conversions that are achieved through brainwashing and through love trap the only long lasting solution is to have the right awareness about these religions and about sanatana dharma that is very well said it's a double edged sword right so uh, i think the, yeah. the best long term solution uh, would be to uh, educate and uh, make our people aware of the the real depth of the dharma itself which is what you are doing at uh, yeah. abs uh, not just learning about sanatana dharma we have to study about other religions mm-hmm. also only then we'll be able to bring back that people. is true doing a comparative study of all religions uh, without uh, a biased mind a uh, very uh, objective exactly. comparison of all religions is essential uh, especially at that crucial exactly. age exactly. where people are asking questions and uh, they want to see cancer right. i think uh, that is the right uh, age group that we could use uh, yeah it has to start as early as about 4 uh, or 5 years of age because if you see christians or muslims they start ingraining their ideology from a very tender age say 3 3 and a half years they have their madrasas and sunday schools which uh, impart systematic knowledge about their religions 
right or wrong that is a different question but they have knowledge about their religion and by the time they turn uh, adolescence or by the time they reach high school or college they are they stand firm by what they believe in very true uh, so how is uh, abs helping with this uh, help us understand what are all the different uh, means in which you are trying to uh, educate yeah so at arsha vidya samajam we have adopted an ideological approach which is based on bhartiya tarkashastra we engage the individual in question in debates uh, we engage the individual in debates based on the religious ideology they believe in or have converted into so say suppose somebody is uh, converting into islam or has converted into islam the debate with them is based on the quran and the hadiths i mean the authentic scriptures put forward by islam so uh, these are these debates are based on the arguments put forward by these respective religions or ideologies and their authentic religious books we uh, disprove their claims using the uh, intellect and ishara buddhi that uh, god has naturally gifted all of us with we give them an insight into the histories and background of these ideologies and through this itself they'll realize the rights and wrongs of what they believe in this is called comparative religion we dissect other religions unbiasedly just like uh, deepthi ji said just now uh not based on the claims of its followers or uh, ruthless critics uh but from the text that they themselves claim to be authentic that is using tyajya grahya buddhi which is uh, accept what is right and reject what is not right that's how we guide them back and then we teach them sanatana dharma and in order to unmask their fallacies a very extensive study and research is necessary that's what arsha vidya samajam does uh so is this uh do you have tie-ups with schools so how do you uh, actually spread this message right now we are an independent institution uh, we are based in trivandrum we have uh, we are uh, for the past we were we established in 1999 and for the past uh, more than 22 years we've been functioning out of rented premises we don't have a center of our own uh, so uh, we are functioning from the limits of these premises we had uh, we have courses on different levels which we offer for students uh, who come here to study but after the corona situation we have been providing these courses online and offline also so we conduct camps courses etc mm-hmm. but we are planning to do it more extensively by uh, making more courses available for people throughout the world uh, in different languages yeah so vishali ji uh, uh, everyone that we spoke to today uh, shruti anakha and you have all uh, reconverted from islam back to sanatan dharma uh, do you have any uh, estimate about christianity like that christianity also is an equally proselytizing religion so what is the percentage of uh, people or girls that have converted to christianity and back deepthi uh, ji see although the rate of conversions into christianity is higher in the neighboring states like tamil nadu telangana andhra pradesh but throughout kerala christianity has created a benign reputation about itself that is they have generated many crypto christians out of hindus through their various service activities like hospitals their convent education etc which means such people still have hindu names but they are christians they are basically living as christian they uh, call themselves christians and they have uh, the christian missionaries have brought in a significant shift in many hindus that they uh has started now visiting churches instead of temples like uh instead of uh, hindus visit churches instead of temples it has become so common now and another striking fact is that in most of these conversions into christianity the whole family itself converts so see if one uh, member any one member from a family converts others from the family will want to try to bring them back 
but if the whole family converts there's nobody to bring them back there's nobody uh, attempting to bring them back so that is the case uh, that is what happens with christianity so yet we have been able to bring back more than 500 people in our, all our uh, in our experience so far who had converted into christianity and two of them are our full time pracharikas now one of them is uh, shanti krishna she has written a book describing her experience of converting into christianity and how she returned to sanatana dharma through asha vidya samajam this is her book it's titled reborn uh, and we have dealt with uh, many such cases and most of them were highly educated and from affluent families we had uh, doctors engineers uh, scientists uh, teachers many such uh, people who converted to christianity so the point here is christians are attempting mass conversion in fact they are converting more vigorously than the muslims are and when whole families convert it is difficult to bring them back so in order to overcome this we have to create an organizational network reaching up to the grassroots levels so as to be able to reach every home and bring back families who convert in mass i think that's the only way we can prevent christian conversion uh, so if you look at the conversion demographics uh, the south is definitely uh, more converted uh, to abrahamic religions than the north despite uh, the region being relatively safe from invasions in the past millennia so what do you think accounts for this uh, why are the hindus in the north uh, not converting at the same rate uh, than the ones in the south uh, we can't say that uh, conversion rate in uh, north is not as much as in the mm-hmm. south because we shouldn't forget that the north has faced a lot of conversions mm-hmm. the formation of afghanistan pakistan bangladesh itself is a re- result of religious conversions right a huge part of north india was lost due to conversions and even today we are starting to lose parts of northeast india due to religious conversions in many rural areas of the north christian missionaries are actively converting people by associating with the naxal mm-hmm. groups so it would be unjust to say that north is relatively safe from conversions uh not before too late the north is also heading towards a great shock but of course since the hindus in the north are in general more aware and since there are uh, several states whose governments are favorable to hindus the conversion forces haven't been able to intensify their activities in the present scenario because uh, both due to the central and their state governments and the atmosphere of partition and symbols of muslim invasions can be seen in the villages of north india even now so they're still uh, vigilant and they still aware hence they haven't been able to grow their power that's what we can see uh, coming to the south the states of kerala tamil nadu andhra pradesh and telangana in particular haven't come to the national forefront they are in opposition with the national mainstream and the christian missionaries and caste politics have played a huge role in this that is uh, creating a, a separatism between the center and uh, state so uh, and hindutva is yet to reach these states and its real hindutva is yet to reach these states they have faced the harmful consequences of conservatism and caste supremacy also these southern states especially kerala tamil nadu andhra and telangana and uh, yeah similarly nexalism communism atheism have distanced people from blending with the national mainstream but uh, we have to remember that when the north was facing the dire consequences of conversions it was the south that showed the right way that is the revolution led by shri adi shankaracharya originated from the south the shaiva siddhars who had taken proactive steps to overcome the influence of jainism and christianity the siddhas of tamil nadu who were successful in converting even the christian missionaries into hindu dharma but sadly today due to lack of knowledge about our rich history 
and hindutva awareness missionaries are able to easily convert hindus and the only permanent solution is to create the right awareness amongst our people and organize them very true so caste for better or worse is a lived reality in india so do you know if conversions are happening within specific uh, varnas or jatis uh, if so why uh conversions are not uh, probably in the olden days it might have been but uh, see jati it's a social reality you can't uh, escape that right now it has its advantages and disadvantages but it is high time we get rid of discrimination based on caste caste supremacy and feelings of caste inequality because it has always been detrimental that it has always been detrimental to us however uh, the unity of certain caste based associations is helping in resisting religious conversions to a certain extent uh, some religious uh, some caste based associations are helping to a certain extent but religious conversions are to be overcome through the right awareness about sanatana dharma but since such a change is still make still making a beginning at least until then these jati associations are often often able to prevent their people from converting into other religions which is a good thing but this is uh, this shouldn't be misused beyond a certain extent we have to bring in unity based on caste and which i mean we have to bring in unity beyond caste and which is based on ishara guru paramparas and sanatana dharma now coming to the trend of conversion people who are getting converted are not from any particular jati everyone is equally vulnerable irrespective of whether they uh, belong to so called upper caste or uh, lower caste not just jati conversions are taking place regardless of educational background profession regardless of everything basically anybody is uh, equally vulnerable to conversion these days these days it has reached such an alarming stage yeah. now that's uh, that's very true uh, i had a very curious question like have you seen conversions happen between islam and christianity like uh, a muslim converting to a christian faith or the vice versa uh, we have uh, we have seen cases of christians converting into islam you might know the case of sonia sebastian from kerala who converted into islam and she uh, eventually joined the is she is now in the is so that is the case of uh, conversion from christianity to islam uh, however uh, conversions are happening between all religions say hinduism to islam islam to christianity christianity to islam between basically between all religions but the uh, proportion of it is very less the highest number of conversions is from hinduism into other religions yeah because i think uh, like you mentioned uh, hindus are low hanging fruit uh, because we ourselves are so yeah. loosely connected to our faith we don't know where to go Correct. to for answers and uh, that makes it uh, yeah. very easy for us to you know get drawn to other faiths as well so thank yeah. you so much the difference is very mm-hmm. huge yeah very true. yeah difference is very huge and also i think uh, do you think there is also uh, an element of like political power involved like uh, if someone were to try to convert out of one of the abrahamic faiths into another abrahamic faith uh, there would also be some political power at play that would prevent it or uh, do you think that would be- uh, not just political mm. yeah not just political power their religious system itself prevents somebody from converting into another religion mm-hmm. for example in islam uh, they have strict uh, they have they have a strict uh, rule that no i mean there is a concept that anybody who uh, leaves islam or somebody who converts out of out of islam is called a murtad mm-hmm. and murtads are suppo- can be killed anywhere and any means can be u- used to kill them 
Okay. So anybody who abandons his faith uh, is no. I mean, anybody who becomes non-Muslim should be killed. And that uh, fear of being killed, that fear of being uh, oppressed by his society or his uh, people, keeps people from converting for out of Islam. Mm-hmm. Well, versus uh, in Hinduism, we don't have anything like that, right? Uh, that and that I think by nature shows yeah. the open and accepting nature of Sanatan Dharma. Right. Right. Thank you so much, Vishali ji. This was very, very informative. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and also what Arshavidya Samajam is doing. Uh, so let me uh, move to Shruti uh, now. Shruti, uh, I know that you had uh, mentioned, you've written a book uh, about your experiences. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, what motivated you to write this book and uh, a little bit about it, the book itself? The whole experience of mine is... Uh, explained in the book and uh, when i converted to islam uh, i was having uh, what i say uh, i was hate i was having hatred towards uh, my uh, mother religion our hindu dharma sanatana dharma and uh, i was having hatred towards our country our nation and uh, i i told you that earlier uh, when they were teaching me at purnani uh, that this is not our land this is land of hindu people likewise they taught uh, it increased and i i was thinking to move away from uh, our nation and i was having very uh, what i say uh, hatred towards our uh, culture and the uh, cultural heritage of our bharat likewise all these came to uh, all these uh, hatred and angry and uh, intolerance every every negative uh, approach towards our nation our uh, culture our history and our uh, um, dharma everything came to me and attacked my mind and brain just because of the ideology which is caught me right so there are lots of people under clutches of uh, these islamic ideologies or semitic ideologies and standing against to their uh, family standing against to the nation standing against to the ideologies philosophy of everything uh, what um, originated here in our bharat and what or what all things are related to bharat and the culture of it and what is all things related to dharma of people who convert to semitic religions all of a sudden changing their attitude and becoming uh, arrogant enemies to all these things why all these things happening all of a sudden that should be known to all people that all people should understand this is not a people in islam or people in christianity who makes harm to the society it is the ideology which harm the human being i won't blame any isis terrorist i won't blame any taliban people because all these talibanis and all these isis people are under clutches and all are brainwashed by uh, all these ideologies so this ideology is the wrong one and nobody is supposed to accept that for that what we should do we should expose what is the reality why all this conversion and everything happening because people don't know what is the real islam is and what is real uh, sanatana dharma on the other side 
why our sanatana dharma is eternal and what is the real uh, ideologies and philosophies and concept of god concept of life in our sanatana dharma that should be known to all people and what our ancestors our rishi paramparas did in our bharat how they could achieve to achieve success in spreading sanatana dharma and how how we are living in bharat like hindus very safely uh because of their bravery and because of their hard work all these things all these history all these philosophies everything every people should know so for that experienced fellows should come in front so this inspired me and i thought to explain i thought to tell my story to the entire world so only i wrote uh this book i was having guilty uh i told you know why while i was following islam what what all things i was doing uh spitting in front of temple courtyard beating my mother and lots of lots of things against our dharma i was a very uh bad way interpreting shivalingas uh, shivalinga and other uh, idols in our uh, hindu dharma no so i have to do i had a repentance in my mind so i have to do something to my society i have to do something to my dharma i did wrong i have to correct i i should walk in a correct path my guruji showed me a right path righteous path i have to do something righteous to others i realized the truth and i should make others to realize i should help them they also had they why all these conversions are happening just because we are unaware about our darshanas we are unaware about our histories we are making role models we are learning histories like alexander the great in history in school education college education we are learning alexander the great how he became great he is he is from outside india there is no people there is no man in india who are uh, who are uh, qualified uh, deserve to be called as heroes we are uh, calling watch superman and uh, spider man like movies why don't we make them watch uh, panipat and and why why don't we uh, make them watch uh, he, um, real heroes of our bharat lots of heroes are there why don't we make uh, teach our children uh, to make rani patmini rani jansi rani to make their role models they were warriors brave warriors we have to teach them no so what should we do we should expose the reality what is the real face of the religion of peace so called peaceful religion and there is no peace at all and what is reality regarding sanatana dharma these all things are misinterpreted and this is the truth that we have to say for that experienced ones should come front so this inspired me and so i wrote my book story of reversion thank you thank you so much shruti uh, i think uh, everyone should read this book uh, to understand and this book comes from experience so it's not just theoretical uh, by reading so you've actually practiced both the faiths so thank you so much for uh, 
Yeah, I, I explained how I could convert to Islam and I, how I could come back to Sanatana Dharma. I was getting all the answers for the questions I was having since childhood now. So all those questions got answered and that whole thing I explained in this, narrated in this. So both sides is there. Very nice. Thank you.